Welcome to Spiritual Hustle. I'm Justin Skabinski, and along with my host, Anthony Flipovich, we're going to be introducing you to Adam Novakowski. Did yeah, I say that correctly? Great. Awesome. And uh, Adam, is. this is the second time on the show. The first time he was telling us that he was going to uh, Ecuador to do um, an ayahuasca trip. And in part two, he's going to tell us what he saw and um, and his experiences, and we're super excited. So we're really gonna just leave the floor open for Adam to just, um, like I keep saying, download the information, re remind himself of, of, of his uh, um, journey. So Adam, how are you doing? Hey, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, Justin, nice intro. I'm doing great, I'm doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> Never been better, so, no, I've been, uh, as good as this uh, three years ago after my first ayahuasca. So <laughs> <laughs> now it's just uh, a repetition of this. But uh, yeah, so I'm just going to tell you so, some stories about this. Like, uh, uh, I didn't really think it's going to be like a life-changing adventure again because I already did ayahuasca before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went there with a couple of goals uh, or a couple of uh, intentions for myself. Uh, to which I can share with you. It's like it was it's no no big secret. My my main intention was to get rid of uh, uh, all this burden that I was carrying from the past. Maybe also something related to my previous relationship, which I was not sure that I digested it properly. If I'm emotionally still carrying this luggage, and uh, so just to process it and be able to start a new life without it, you know, just to make sure it's not there and the other one was uh, to find a direction in my life to find energy and courage to uh, do the things that I want to do to be free to make my own decisions without worrying being scared and without having a fear that something's gonna go wrong and then not doing anything so that was my second intention and probably the intention comes from the fact that I'm in this corporate world, I'm not really a corporate employee. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm freelancing, but I'm still living in this corporate world. And as I'm uh, going there every day to my work, I see that actually I'm not uh, doing something that would um, reveal my full potential. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like uh, I'm limiting myself, and I'm not doing what I want, what I like. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But somehow I feel a little bit uh, in this comfort prison and the prison of comfort you know and uh, which limits my creativity and so on so this idea came out of this so i went there <laughs> and uh, <laughs> basically the uh, the place uh, is in uh, southern ecuador it's in vilcabamba maybe you've heard about this it's a pretty uh, little town in southern ecuador where people live uh, i mean it's famous for people who live their uh, late hundreds or something like this. Like, uh, yeah, very long lifespans for, for people there. How, I don't know. I think it's because of nature. How do you get there? How do you get there? So it's, you, it's not an easy trip, is it? I mean, it's not so bad. You can fly from, okay, I, I flew from Zurich, from Europe to uh, Quito. And then I took another plane to Cuenca because I wanted to see Cuenca again and then a bus to Vilcabamba. Uh, but you could actually theoretically also fly to Guayaquil, uh, which is the biggest city in Ecuador. And then from Guayaquil to Loja. And from there it's like 30 minutes or something like this by 
uh, by car. So it's not so bad to get there. It's, it takes some hours, but yeah, it's not that it's like in the middle of nowhere and you need to, I don't know, grab a horse or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, so it's okay. Cool. But it, uh, nevertheless, it's very much in the nature and uh, quite uh, far away from bigger metropolis and very clean, clean water, clean air, uh, not so many people, a lot of room to to be in the nature and meditate and be in something quiet for a while. So this is where the shaman lives. The shaman lives in Yucabamba. And uh, I know the guy from from my previous retreat three years ago. So I met him again and it was really cool experience. And uh, yeah, so I was there also with three, uh, two other of my colleagues from, they came over with me. Uh, one from here from Zurich, Polish guy, and the other from London. Uh, so the, the guy has Pakistani roots, but he used to live, I mean, he was basically grew up, grew up in London. So when we knew each other for a while and kind of our relationship after the ayahuasca became much, much deeper. I was <laughs> yeah. So uh, where do I start? Um, what would you like to know maybe? Something I have a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, I've done ayahuasca before, but mm -hmm. only like once, only in one, um, in this, only in one sequence, right? So I've done it maybe three times, but it's always like six months apart. Um, you've done, uh, I believe you've done it like uh, over numerous days, right? I was wondering what, what that was like because um, my first ayahuasca trip was, uh, wasn't that physically challenging, but the second one was, right? After the first one, I remember saying to a friend of mine, this is easy. I could do this daily, right? But after the second one, it's like, fuck, I don't want to do this for another couple of years. So I can't imagine what it's like doing it in consistent days. Like, what was that like for you? And the other question I had is, when I was doing ayahuasca, and I've read this in the literature and it happened to me too, off to my side, it felt like there were people standing there watching, like observers, right? Mm -hmm. And when you read like ancient uh, spiritual tests, they always talk about the observers, right? And, and I sensed them um, and it really irritated me. <laughs> so right. the question was, um, did you like sense anything like that? Like people maybe at different dimensions viewing what you were doing, kind of observing the whole process. Um, and the last question was, <clears throat> spiritual events like this shift people. Um, and understanding how it shifted you uh, would be very interesting. And then understanding how you were able to maintain that shift. That's what you guys were talking about when we first came on, right? Maintain mm -hmm. that energy. That's always the challenge. Uh, both, both of us work in the corporate environment, right? And both of us seems that I've had like very deep spiritual experiences. But in my case, when I, every time I go back in the corporate world, it's like I get bitch slapped back to reality, right? Um, maybe you've come up with a secret recipe, the secret ingredient that keeps that energy flowing. Yeah, I think I do have a little secret there, but well, I don't, know, I wanna hear I don't, I don't <laughs> know if you're going to like it, but that's what it is for me. So I leave it for the end. So okay. in the, 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 to answer your question, so uh, how did ayahuasca feel uh, but for me, again, when I was doing this, like not in a sequence, but after a couple of years of break. And then, uh, yeah. So I can tell you like this, it was very special for me because uh, from three years ago, I had very, very deep experience, which was pretty hard for me to digest. 
basically I was dig I still I think I still I'm still digesting my experience from three years ago. It was so deep, and it was also scary. It scared the shit out of me, you know. So, uh, in terms of like how uh, powerful and emotionally heavy was it, you know, it, it just basically made me be scared of ayahuasca. <laughs> so, in this trip, I subconsciously decided that I want to make peace with ayahuasca. That was a big, big challenge for me to go there and drink it. You wouldn't imagine how shit scared I was uh, grabbing this cup, little cup of ayahuasca and drinking it like in front of the shaman during the ceremony it was massive for me because I knew what could come. You know, what could be the outcome of this, how deep it can take me and that I don't really need much. You know, so uh, for me, it was like, uh, are you doing this? You know, it, it actually required a lot of courage from like within myself to actually grab it and drink it. But I did it. And during the ceremony, uh, I had the intention of understanding why I'm there again. And can I make peace with ayahuasca? And does the ceremony need to be so intensive? And uh, I must tell you, I did the piece, you know, so I made the piece with ayahuasca. She came over, like the spirit of ayahuasca came over to me. And basically she said something like this, you're here not for me, not for ayahuasca. You're here for San Pedro, for the masculine energy. That's why you're here. And then I was like, all right, so, <laughs> so what's going to happen now? Am I going to fly away? And... Uh, the answer was simple, you decide. And the moment where I was being take, taken into another dimension, I was like, I don't want to do it, you know? So, and the moment I thought this, the experience stopped. Like I didn't have visions, but what started was feeling. And this was crazy. Like no vision, like being in your body, present in the ceremony, no visions but feeling everything. I don't know if this makes any sense. Um, in terms of uh, understanding what the hell is going on, you know? Why am I here? What events from the past, you know? I had something, one event was something like this. Uh, I had my crystal with me, you know, the uh, quartz crystal, which was I'm carrying since three years ago. And uh, I took it to the ceremony to be protected, to feel protected from like whatever the dark spirits that come over there. And ayahuasca showed me like without giving me a vision of like flying away and being in another dimension that this crystal is not for me. And uh, he basically showed me like events from the past, like, like it's kind of like dreaming, but with open eyes and being present showed me the events like throughout the history how i arrived at that crystal and how it was guiding me towards giving it to someone else who was not yet born <laughs> at that time when i was buying it and it was just fucking crazy so this type of experiences many many of them understanding the power of like your heart understanding the um at a deep level the connection between me and uh, people in the in the room and whole night like this. And so the, the power of ayahuasca experience was like presented to me completely differently. 
And also what Shaman explained me later, because I was wondering why didn't I have like, why could I just like decide and why I, I was super happy that I made peace with ayahuasca, but I like, how does that work? And he says, he said to me, uh, man, it's like, like this, you came to the ceremony three years ago with a very big intention. I was like, okay, what was my intention? I had to remember that. And then I reminded myself, oh, I just wanted to understand what the fuck is with this world. I don't understand this world. Help me understand this world. And now he says, that's a big fucking intention. <laughs> Maybe it's too big. And uh, if you ask Ayahuasca to show you this, she will. She will. Like, it depends how much you want it. She will. And uh, this time you came with much more reasonable uh, uh, intention. And she didn't have to take you there. She showed you what she needed to show you and uh, didn't have to be that powerful and just showing you that you can also have a little bit of control and how powerful you as a human are you know and the medicine is giving you guidance medicine is giving you um, all this information uh, but it's up to you how do you dose it to yourself actually you know so um, it was very interesting he told us me he told me and other people a lot of stories about this so that's how it was, ayahuasca. But I was not there just doing ayahuasca. I was also doing the San Pedro and we were doing also rapé, which is uh, like uh, tobacco mixed with some DMT um, from some leaves. I don't know what, exactly what that is. And they blow it up your nose. You know, it goes deep very quickly and decalcifies your pineal gland and basically makes you sick for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and Cambo, this is the frog. So, uh, you know, they, they do like holes all over your butt, like arm here and put the frog poison. It's just to clean your system, uh, like boost your immune system and clean you up of the uh, negative and terrible stuff that's in your body, but without visions and so on. So healing the body. And so we did that before ayahuasca. And uh, what was also interesting for me that this time I didn't purge at all on ayahuasca ceremonies. I did not purge once, which was pretty crazy uh, because my previous ceremony was I was basically in the bucket <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah, I know what that feels like. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that um, having the respect for the uh, substance is such a big deal. So you, you kept saying that you were scared. Really, it sounded like you were respecting, you, were, you knew that, that, that going into this, it was going to uh, be intense. And then when, when you go in with that mindset, um, for some reason, like, cause I get sick all the time when I take the, these, these sort of substances. And, um, and when I started going in being like, okay, I have to respect this. Like uh, going in with that mindset, then uh, you don't experience the purging as, as much. Um, just like kind of like with yours, Anthony, like you, you finished that first ayahuasca experience. You're like, that's nothing. And then, and then she was like, uh, well, think again, you know. I, I think you definitely have to come to like uh, ayahuasca with, with a very high sense of reverence, right? And uh, the shaman that I work with referred to, referred to ayahuasca as mother vine, like the, the material energy that's present like uh, in the jungles of, of South America. <clears throat> and it was interesting to hear him talk, like when he talked about the vine, mother vine, 
he had so much reverence and love for her. Um, and that's what enabled him to be a great shaman. It's just the, the place that he was coming from was like pure love, and he was utilizing something that was there in nature to help us evolve. Um, it, was, it was a great experience, but I can't imagine, and not, but I did that in the middle of New York City, Adam. You, you did it in the jungle, so it must have, it must have been quite a bit more um, impactful. Yes. Environment. Yes, definitely. Uh, because you're in the nature, so you can feel the nature and uh, you were talking about uh, having presence around you yeah. and feeling that there are some, and that was kind of annoying. I've had that feeling, except I didn't feel that there were some um, entities that were from like some other world and foreign. I felt like they're, they're from here. Like, these entities that are behind me, around me, they were like pure nature. There was something in there that was like so natural. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I definitely had that feeling, which is interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah. And I, I had I, an urge to check it out. Like, what the hell, what is that, you know? And, uh, but then I stopped and I was like, oh, already, actually, I feel good. I, I think I'm protected here. So it's really cool. And so I think was- the reason I was irritated was because they, they were just standing there. Like I wanted to interact with them, but there was no interaction coming from that. <laughs> I think that's what really irritated me. So what was the, um, we were just talking about the environment. What was the environment like um, at the ceremony? And like, when, what, when did you do the, when did, when, like, was it happening at night or during sunset or, or when exactly? And kind of give us a picture, paint us a picture. All right, I'll try to paint. <laughs> with, your, with your mouth. I was exploring my creativity there, so, but don't expect much. <laughs> I'm after work. So, uh, yeah, so basically there was a full program. It was kind of organized uh, to not make you feel uh, too exhausted. And so you have enough room to rest and enough room to work and be motivated to do some changes in your life to process all this information. And uh, so every second day there was like a ceremony. I would say, yeah. So um, some of them were in the, during the day, some of them were during the night. So obviously ayahuasca uh, is a night spirit, you know, so you do this at night. Uh, San Pedro during the day. With San Pedro was very interesting as well because uh, we didn't sit in a maloca. Like we usually you just are grounded in one place during the day, spend their hours and do the ceremony. We were going, we went twice to the mountains. So the shaman took us on a, like a journey, whole day journey. We would drink San Pedro and then just go to the mountains and experience the nature on San Pedro and during the day and uh, basically listen to his teachings and uh, with the drums, doing stops, uh, tasting uh, fresh fruit, uh, just enjoying the nature and connecting with nature uh, on San Pedro at much, much deeper level. And uh, I must tell you that sometimes I felt like a little kid. You know, I, it was like, I, you were, I was so, like I've never seen trees in my life. I felt like this. And probably, <laughs> that's, I, probably that's true, you know, because I never looked at them uh, in that way with, from the position of like loving nature and seeing all the detail and touching and feeling the structure of the leaf and feeling you know, is it like uh, soft or is it hard? And, you know, thinking about all this and appreciating it and enjoying it was like completely new to me. I was like, what the hell? Like, uh, 
have I like never seen trees in my life? What's going on? Why didn't I ever talk to them? <laughs> you know, so that's a yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, that, that's one of yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So that that's one of the best reasons why having kid children around you is is so great because they do look at trees and they're like whoa and and you know you look at it and you're like that's just a tree and, mm -hmm. and it, their perspective is way better than you, than ours. So it's good that that you had that experience. Um, oh, what was I going to ask? Uh, oh yeah, so continue and then and then get into uh, actually experiencing San Pedro and and yeah, what that was. Yeah, we'll like. get there. But the yeah. program first. So you would be okay. doing this kind of trips then. Uh, we were served uh, very light uh, food, light to digest. So be always prepared for like ayahuasca, for the medicine which likes the body to be clean. Uh, and the food was amazing. It was just fresh fruits and, you know, freshly cooked uh, meals, uh, you know, from the natural foods that are growing there. So accommodation was also amazing. We were, uh, so I had... I shared the room with one other guy, with my friend. And so there were like double rooms, but also in the nature, very quiet, very uh, cozy, comfortable. Um, yeah, so uh, it was not like five-star hotel. It, the feeling was like you were part of the family. You were like living at their house. You were sharing everything with them. We shared our experiences, our emotion, emotional experiences where everybody opened up and discuss them during the supper or dinner time. And uh, that was beautiful. So then every second day we would rest and then have free time to express, uh, you know, to, to write something down uh, in our journals or express it on, on paintings or something like that. So we had also workshops uh, where we would work with breath and uh, also like creatively paint paintings without like thinking of what you're doing mm -hmm. and uh, yoga exercises that would all uh, be every second day so we rest we we process the event from yesterday and then continue to the next day with like recover fully recover so yeah so in the middle there were these ayahuasca ceremonies they were the most intense i would say so uh, the preparation was a bit uh, tougher, so the meals were even lighter, and uh, you know the uh, awareness of the shaman that you need to prepare your body was really high. So he made sure we 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 don't eat like something that ayahuasca will not like, and that we rest enough, and that we, um, for example, that we do the combo ceremony before, so that when you go to ayahuasca you're already cleaned up and you will not just focus on purging and healing your body you will go into the emotional so the, that was more or less like this and like uh, ayahuascas were in the middle of the 12 days and in between there were some pedro ceremonies and yeah so it was pretty well organized i, I never felt over exhausted i felt exhausted i i did but the next day would be enough to recover and feel good for the next ceremony. Uh, yeah, That's can good. you tell us a little bit about um, the shaman? Like, like how how did he become a shaman? Like, is there a certain lineages uh, of shaman in that area of the world that, that most of the shamans come from? Um, mm -hmm. it, it always interests me, like, to understand the lineage of a teacher to see where they come from, where, where they came from, and what, who they learned from. 
Mm. Yeah, so he has a very deep connection with their ancestors, uh, you know, the people from the jungle, people, the, uh, the native people living there, knowing all this, uh, having all this knowledge about ayahuasca and plant medicines. But his story is pretty special because uh, he wasn't the shaman, or didn't think of being a shaman uh, for a long time until he almost died, you know, from overdosing like bad drugs and alcohol and doing bad things to himself and uh, he wanted to die i guess just he was like really crazy you know like when you hear his story because he shared pretty much everything that he could with us so his story is very long and very crazy but uh, to put it together shortly so uh, he said the people from the jungle, the uh, medicine men, saved his life. And he gave him the purpose and understood that he will be the shaman. So then he got the training. And uh, from like very, very uh, experienced shaman, I think, from the Peru. And uh, he started this path. Uh, I don't know how old he was, but it's been already many, many years and uh, still continues. And interestingly, he didn't do ayahuasca for like eight or nine years as a shaman. He just started one year ago because of experience that he had with ayahuasca from nine years before where he kicked his ass really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, because the ceremonies that he takes part uh, in are organized by this really, really experienced uh, shamans from from Peru and you know like older guys they don't do ceremonies for like tourists or people from like not from their tribe and they go very deep uh, like when he started telling me the stories what they do there I couldn't believe it <laughs> what the hell really <laughs> uh, in terms of like healing people from cancer removing the cancer like uh, basically disassembling the body and putting it together yeah. and this type of things you know so he, he learns from these guys but uh, his roots are also very deep into that uh, tribes. He was just a, a person who uh, wasn't always interested in the topic. And then he, he just chose this path. Uh, he got a name from the shaman from Peru who told him that he's going to be a shaman. Nice. And, uh, yeah, and then he met his spirit animal, which is uh, jaguar. Mm. Yeah, and uh, a crazy jaguar. <laughs> And uh, he works with this animal. So uh, during the ceremonies, you will see all over the place, like uh, symbols of jaguar and also the skin of the jaguar on which he will put you to resolve some of the issues from the past that you may have. And uh, yeah, there were like a lot of interesting stories. I cannot really tell you the full because it would take like a whole day. <laughs> But he's certainly a very interesting personality and uh, who was not always like, oh, I, I'm just going to be a shaman. No, he thought he's going to be like, he's going to be dead in a wow. few, uh, few days before he realized that his true path is to be a shaman. Anthony, Adam, you, yeah, you, yeah. you got to go? I got to go. Adam, um, it's great catching up. I could talk to you for hours about this stuff. That's... Um, <laughs> I'm glad you had a great time. I'm glad you came back. It looks like it was a, like an extremely positive impact on you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe what, you can talk to Justin about how you may be able to maintain this energy and I can get that little secret at the end. Uh, I'll make oh, sure to, right. to remind him to yeah. answer that. Just <laughs> text me on that. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Anthony. Hey. Yeah, Take care. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Uh, where did I end? Uh, talking about the shaman. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so, so he's doing the ceremonies. Uh, uh, together with his family, with his wife, Jimena. So his name is Santiago, that is Jimena. And uh, then the son, Mateo, and also invites a guest shamans. This time was Titi from Brazil. And uh, uh, helping or supporting the uh, ceremonies, ayahuasca ceremonies. And uh, Titi was also a Cambo shaman. So uh, yeah, only people he trusts, only real amazing souls you wouldn't believe how good these people are with crazy stories as well <laughs> yeah give us uh give us one story like the the craziest story just so we could get like a pr- perspective of what crazy is to adam what crazy is to adam okay so for example um as a person so tt for example is the shaman of uh, um, of cambo and uh, his path was also not always to be a shaman. He was born in a family where, so he shared this with, with us. I don't know if he would be happy for me to share it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I will go, go for, for this risk. I think it's cool. But uh, he was born in a family where uh, uh, the father had uh, an HIV, HIV and AIDS. Mm. Uh, the times where this was a big taboo topic in Brazil. And people didn't know what the hell it is, and you know that maybe you get uh, sick just by looking at the person. You know? So mm-hmm. there was not much awareness about this. And uh, the father was uh, also, I mean, not really aware. Um, he became aware after some time that he has the AIDS, but he was not really sharing this with the family. So he still had a relationship with his mother, and uh, basically. The parents died when he was very young on HIV. And uh, when they did, uh, the rest of the family figured out that it was HIV and they kept him like, okay, they still kept him in the family, but pushed him a little bit away because he's the one from that family which had HIV. And who knows, we don't want to keep him around because he's sick. We don't know, maybe yes, maybe no. And uh, uh, was basically this second category citizen in his family and uh, the guy had to escape uh, from the home that he was living when he was very young and start become a very early man so imagine brazil you know a kid moving away from the family being alone and uh, but he was motivated he was he was doing pretty well uh, as a person he had a crazy life because he he became like a seducer <laughs> he, yeah. was, he told us he he was basically having sex with every day with different girl you know <laughs> and uh, basically picking them up from also the street and in the clubs and everything and having sex on the streets and you know doing lots of crazy stuff and uh, until uh, he did it once with a woman and then he saw her going to HIV clinic 
<laughs> to check uh, himself. And then he, he basically still had deeply in his uh, soul this pain from the past. You know, mm -hmm. that his parents were sick and he probably, he doesn't want to be sick. He knew he wasn't, but now he doesn't know. But he never got the courage to, to check it. So for like a year or something, like a very long period of time, he didn't go and check himself, you know, to see if he is sick or not after the experience with that girl. But also he stopped having sex with all the other women. So basically from being extremely like going after girls and banging them every night, like a new one every night, he went to being like a celibate. <laughs> oh, yeah. So everybody, imagine that in Brazil, everybody was thinking he's like a gay. You know? So... The girls didn't understand it, all the girls that he knew, and so on. And at that time, he was also becoming very successful because he was also an entrepreneur, and he started building like a company, uh, uh, which was like alternative music uh, producer, and he became like number one alternative music producer in entire Brazil. So yeah. He was pretty rich and pretty famous, you know, at that time. But somehow. Um, ah, okay, and then <laughs> he he got the courage to go and check, you know, to check himself if he is sick on this HIV, and uh, so he did. It turned out he he doesn't have it, but he also realized that something is wrong with him. Something is wrong in his life. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, and he got introduced to this friend of his who. Uh, Ah, no, he started, first he started researching the topic of spirituality and he went to a Buddhist temple and uh, said, okay, I don't want to be doing like anything with this fucking world. I want to be, uh, I want to understand myself, solve all these issues that are bothering me. Uh, my life is crazy. I don't know what I got. I have this burden from the past. I don't, I don't want this. And the monk, monk said, okay, you can stay here. So he was practicing a lot of Buddhism. And then he decided to become a monk. And monk told him, uh, man, no, you're trying to escape from life. Go away. So he was kicked out from the temple. And <laughs> then he met his friend, some other friend, who was uh, very much connected to the tribes uh, of the jungle in, the, in Brazil. And he said, hey, let's go for a, for a ceremony. There is a ceremony going on. He was like, okay, let's go. But the ceremony was for like indigenous people. It was not like meant to be for somebody from the city. But nevertheless, he went there and they gave him like a mixture of ayahuasca, San Pedro, and a couple other plant medicines at once. Ooh. And he said he was just fucking gone. And he had to deal with some really crazy stuff uh, in terms of like uh, emotions and uh, was very deep for him. And after that, he went to the shaman and said, I want to be a shaman. I want to study with you. And the shaman says, like, man, no, you can't. You have to, you're trying to escape from life. <laughs> you need to go back and solve, resolve all the issues first. And then you can come back. And, uh, yeah, so at that time, he was basically like a millionaire. And he came back to life, uh, but decided, actually, I want to work with plant medicines. I don't want to do anything with, you know, that stuff. So I'm going to get rid of the shares of my company. I'm going to step out, leave it, and uh, study the medicines. And his partners didn't really understand the decision. 
and couldn't actually follow uh, his way of thinking. So he had to also break some relationships there. And uh, yeah, and then he started studying and from a millionaire became a very humble little shaman guy who's like living in very, he moved to Ecuador actually and uh, became very like he's, he doesn't have much in his life. It's like when you see the guy, he's, uh, you would never tell that this guy was an entrepreneur once. Mm-hmm. And was a big entrepreneur. He was winning awards from like Brazilian government for being like number one and whatever. And now he's just like a little shaman who likes to help people uh, fix their problems. Well, I mean, yeah. that's a it's a big transition. That's not the first time I've heard that experience where where somebody successful. I had a buddy in Atlanta who he moved to Costa Rica and, and when he moved, um, he's, he's actually pretty famous. Um, um, he had to leave all these businesses and everyone was like, you can't leave this business. And then he's like, he's like, I'm giving you the business. Like I'm, I'm like, you can have it. And then they go, they all go, Oh, okay. You can leave. <laughs> like like, yeah, like yeah, they, they wouldn't, they didn't want him to leave because they thought he was going to take a chunk of the business. Like that's all that they cared about. And he was okay. like, that's the last thing that he wanted. And, yeah. uh, and when you get away from that stuff, you, you realize that how much that, that stuff controls you and everything. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the, the crazy part is that, uh, you know, you, the person can change so much and have, can have like such a, a long and uh, emotionally like different journey, you know? So starting from something where you're um, being judged as being less than a human, you know, mm-hmm. then taking having courage to take things like take the full responsibility for what you're doing with yourself then going into the extremes of what you can do in life and trying things out and bad stuff good stuff whatever you define it and then stabilizing and thinking yeah that's like the maximum success the human can achieve and then just giving it up completely for for something which he was not even sure he's meant to be Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's a good definition of Adam's crazy. Yeah. That's <laughs> how I would say it's a bit crazy. Yes. All right. Are you, are you ready to, to share what San Pedro is like? Because I've been thinking about that for a while. San Pedro is much uh, more gentle than ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, basically, when she takes you, you're gone, right? And it happens quickly. You change the dimensions, you're somewhere else and, and working there. Uh, San Pedro is much more gentle. It takes you slowly. Uh, basically, I would say you need one hour or two hours to feel it kick in properly. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you you feel like how your senses become more sensitive. You start hearing more. You start smelling more, seeing more, oh. and experiencing like much more. The time slows down, and uh, and then you have moments of uh, enlightenment, I would say. You stop for a while, you sit down, you start contemplating on something, and it takes you very, very deep in that contemplation. So you, uh, it enhances the uh, senses that you already have, plus deepens them and, I would say, um, amplifies the, 
the experience to the unbelievable levels. So like I say, you can even see the growth of the plant, which to you seems still, like if we would be looking at it right now, it would be still, it's just a leap. Nothing happens there. It's just hanging there. <laughs> on San Pedro, on San Pedro, you will see actually how it moves, how it vibrates, how it, you know, like uh, at least I had something like this when I was touching the plants. I was feeling their structure. I could say, okay, this is like a feminine plant, you know, this is like more masculine plant. And I don't know, I just had this feeling of uh, experiencing the, the all the other natural, you know, uh, things like even the earth, you could feel the vibration of the earth. You could look at the mountain and you could see, um, you know, like kids, they can sometimes imagine, you know, they see a monkey or something there. You could actually see projections of animals on the, <laughs> on the mountain. It's pretty crazy, which were uh, uh, sort of hiding there. And, yeah. And then uh, there would be teachings, uh, so you're also fully aware. You're not mm -hmm. like uh, not controlling your body or something. You are fully in control. You control your body. You know where you're going. You know what's happening. But what is happening is much more intensified and um, you experience simply more. And then you have the teachings from the shaman, yeah, which uh, when you listen to them, you go very deep into the thought. So if the shaman is talking about appreciating the water, yeah, what happened to me was like I saw half of my life in a split of a second where I was not respecting water. <laughs> and then it was very painful. And, you know, I probably cried a bit, you know, like very emotional. But then there was also the solution which was showing me like, man, you can change this. Just be more aware of water and uh, pay attention when you see when you drink, when you take a shower, when you, you know, like around the river, just respect it and just see it and uh, just be more, more uh, conscious about it. So the teaching would come after showing you some of the, of your past maybe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the drums, the drums would be very intensive. So if the shaman plays and sings, uh, Icarus, the, the songs basically that he sings. Um, you also go into very, very deep meditative state, and you don't know what you're gonna experience. So I was experiencing, for example, you know, the love of my mother. You know, all of a sudden, being somewhere in the mountains. Um, yes, there was also a ceremony which we had in Maloka. So it was not really. It was in the nature, but we were in one place all the time. So we didn't move through the mountains walking around. Mm -hmm. And this was also very intensive. And especially when they put you, when the shaman asks you to go on the skin of the jaguar and look at him through the fire, uh, something strange happens there, <laughs> you know? You, you, so for me, uh, again, I was there to process this uh, emotional burden from the past and get the direction right so he sensed this like when he was looking at me through the fire he knew exactly what to say and exactly you know when and which questions to ask to get this stuff out and the amazing thing was that when i was sitting there i was so connected with all the others basically i think we were all on same vibrational level they like if i felt an emotion someone else would feel it too 
Mm-hmm. What happened to me as well when someone else was on the skin, I could feel what he's feeling. It was pretty crazy. Mm. But for me, it was like this. The shaman comes in and he says to me, Adam, uh, you already processed it. You're just keeping, you're just thinking, you're just trying to keep the thought with you. But there is no emotional burden related to this. And I was like, really? And the moment I understood it, like I didn't see or feel or I don't know anything, but then the friend described it. Like the moment I, I kind of felt it, I dropped on the skin, like basically flat mm. and then came back. Like, and he says, like a, like a different human. So I was like, what the fuck happened? And they started walking around and I was like, I was feeling energized and happy. And they were talking about relationships between man and woman and in relation to me. And I didn't realize, but there was something that I need to heal about that too. You know, so my attitude towards female and feminine mm-hmm. energy and girls and, and so on uh, was also something that I needed to heal and uh, understand for myself. How, what, what do I want to do with it? What's my goal and who am I in relation to, to women in this world? And because I had a pretty crazy uh, opinion and experience uh, with the women. So... <laughs> <laughs> I needed to fix that and I didn't realize and uh, he revealed that, the shaman. And yeah, so uh, you want to yeah. Yeah, you, you talk, just give, give everyone a background on that um, um, because I remember you got, you got a little bit into pickup recently uh, over the past uh, few months and um, um, Yeah, there, there is nothing actually, nothing bad about pickup. Actually, the okay. bad thing that came out of me was um, that I was probably judging all the women based on the, my, my previous, my ex-girlfriend. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then my lack of experience with like long-term, rela- like with different women, longer-term relationships, mm-hmm. just made me judge them and, you know, put them into one box, which uh, in terms of like long-term relationships and uh, which that, got revealed you know in there but i also explicitly asked about the pickup so you asked me to give you a little bit background so the background is that uh i started doing this day game (laughs) uh day game uh experience how can i say it (laughs) a couple months ago so basically it's a cold approaching people girls on the street and trying to connect with them emotionally sexually in any possible way just connect and see what happens, which uh, Are you I still thought doing the that? Be- I am. Yes, okay. actually, the, that's what I wanted to tell you now. Sure. I asked that also during that ceremony is the, like asked my own emotions on San Pedro. Like, is that, is that a good thing to do? And then the answer was like, it depends on you. Right. So if, yes. if, if you, if you're really trying to connect and give, and uh, if you're really trying to uh, improve yourself, grow, and uh, help others grow, and the intention is just positive, it's very good. It's mm. actually amazingly good. It's super positive. If you're doing this just to, you know, like, uh, fulfill your, I don't Ego know, trip. like, yeah, that may be not so good because actually you can, you can hurt someone and then generate some traumas and, and that's not so good so it depends on you so 
now I'm like, fuck, it's actually cool because when I when I do that, I do this from my heart, and mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But what I'm literally trying to do is just trying to connect and give part of me to other people, strangers, which is uh, not taking; it's more like giving. You know, mm-hmm. you you go out and you try to share your maybe smile, your positive energy with someone, and they have the choice to accept it or not. And if you respect that choice, well, what's wrong about it? Nothing. So it's yeah. uh, it's pretty positive. So that got fixed, you know, <laughs> that got <laughs> fixed on San Pedro. Uh, but, you know, again, we can talk about it in words. It's really hard to describe the emotional fix. Give how me. it made me feel like, you know, the, you basically, I can give you my reaction to it. So crying and basically... Mm. This, this depth, like you, I don't know, how can I, what can I compare this? Depth of the experience is something that you just realize and you're like, what the fuck? How could I think differently? How could I, oh my God, now I clearly see, you know? So these little moments of enlightenment, emotional enlightenment of understanding why you're doing things. Yeah, um, how, how many languages do you speak? What, in, in, in English, which one is that in, in line with? Like, um, how many languages do you speak more fluently than English? Um, Polish, and English, and I speak some German. But... So it's, um, um, the, I think the number one issue with psychedelics in, in general is, is the lack of um, verbiage and language that there is to express what's actually happening. And I feel like in particular when it comes to English, English is, is in particularly very poor at, at explaining it. And, uh, and so I love just putting people into these tongue twister situations. It's like, explain how you felt after you, uh, you, you took something <laughs> that, you, that is yeah, unexplainable. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, it's difficult. It's, it's very difficult. You really need to try it to fully understand. I can just paint a small picture, you know, that, you know, when you, like if somebody falls in love, you know, it's hard to, like many people do and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But this is a situation which you cannot really describe, right, with your words. Like, how do you feel when you're in love? Like, oh, you know, light, happy, you know, but that's just the words, you know. And, but what's going on here, it's <laughs> not really describable, you know, because it's different for everybody. Yeah. And uh, it's very intense. So this you can understand. It. It's an intensive feeling. It makes, you, uh, it makes it hard for you to sleep at night. You know, it's, uh, it's something that uh, just drives you high and you're like, fuck, you know, it's amazing, it's beautiful, you just feel happy, you know. And uh, so you get this, but it's not relation with love, it, you get this with relation to yourself and to understanding your life, understanding yourself. And you just make this small steps forward, like understand, oh, who am I really? Wow, what are my powers? What am I good at? What... Uh, what was limiting me and you get back information in terms of emotions process it get rid of it and replace it with a positive emotion and then you're like wow now i change i'm changed you know like i don't carry that shit from before i have a new shit which is cool and now (laughs) this drives me you know now this is gonna drive my actions and uh, so yeah it's like falling in love multiple times (laughs) during wild ceremony with yourself and changing things and emotionally heavy experience. Cool. And uh, so what was the, the DMT um, 
cigarette stuff like um what's the, what's the word uh, what was the the stuff called um rape rape yeah rape is this tobacco mixed with dmt okay. and this is just to clean you up prepare you for like a journey so it opens up your third eye it cleans the uh pineal gland and you're ready to to experience more so the experience of rape was terrible for me. I mean, to be honest, I started with, in the beginning, I got, I think, two big doses of rape, and my world just started spinning around, and I was like purging on rape all the time. <laughs> First day, just cleaning up and just going crazy. I didn't want to take it again. But then again, there was a moment where I, I thought, like, fuck, I'm again scared or very respectful to this medicine. Respectful, reverent. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, maybe I should try just a smaller dose. So I made peace with Rappé too. But I can just say that it's very intensive and uh, immediately works with you. So you don't have like a moment to wait and, you know, oh, okay, it's coming. It's just there and it just what spins around and you're, you know, uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely cleaning up and you become much more sensitive after that to everything, to listening, to, you know, uh, being present, being in the moment, definitely, you know. So it's a good thing, but um, it doesn't take you on like a journey. You don't, you don't uh, change dimensions. You, you stay where you are. It's just... A pretty intense feeling yeah no, um i i definitely I, I like talking about the uh historical aspect of of these these uh substances and, and in particular san pedro i feel like would be like a few thousand years ago that'd be a wonderful substance to take and it, it would allow you to hunt better and find food better and, and, and all that stuff um because you're telling me that um uh it, it it basically opened up your senses a lot more and you were able to see better and stuff like that so found that very interesting as well. Um, so let's, let's do it. Let's get into Anthony's question. What, um, how, how are you keeping this up? How are you, uh, how are you reminding yourself? Cause that's my biggest issue is, is, is I have the, the experience and then, and then I, I have to write it down immediately or draw it or paint it or something and look at the picture. Um, or I'll forget. Yeah, you will not forget. That's the thing. I mean, uh, you will not. I mean, the, the experience, it will stay with you and you can always come back to it. And that's what I'm trying to do. So uh, I meditate, basically. I created a little altar. I think if I, maybe it's visible. This little table there nice. next, to, next to big table, you know, mm -hmm. there's my altar with crystals. I burn, a, I burn a, uh, incense, incense. How do you call mm -hmm. it? Incense? That's it. And, yeah, and then uh, try to meditate there for, for a while and also speak to myself so loudly. So it's a different type of meditation. I, just, I don't just sit, close my eyes and don't do anything. I start burning the incense, look through the crystals at the, at the like, little fire there and just express myself. You just talk? Yeah, I just talk. That's, yeah. that's what I've been telling everyone to do. It, um, I started I noticing when I was making these videos was inside my head, everything sounds perfect. Every, every, mm -hmm. like every argument, every, every line of reasoning just it sounds perfect. And then I say it out loud and it comes out like garbage. And, yeah, I'm, like, exactly. yeah, and I'm like, what's the deal with this? So I just started talking to myself during the day, like throughout the day and, 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 and especially in the shower and stuff and everything started coming out more clear. And, mm -hmm. and then, it, then like my whole brain started working better. Cause it's like that voice in your head is such a liar. 
because he's like that's true you know, it, you know everything and it's like it's like you don't know it until you do it out in the real world and and uh yeah that is true so for example experiences from ayahuasca from san pedro i come back to them and then i speak of it you know and i see what comes out awesome. and i look at it and then uh, i see that there is still some garbage coming out some negative beliefs and some but there is also a lot of positive uh, mm -hmm. things coming out and i embrace that you know i give it a, like when i hear that when what i say i hear that and embrace that i feel so happy you wouldn't believe you know it's like an ecstasy <laughs> when i hear ne negative things coming out i process it and then discuss about it with myself and see that it's bullshit you know and then i process it more replace it with something positive and uh, because of this um I'm becoming like more real about myself, you know, and I want to be like, everybody says like, you just be yourself. It's really hard to be yourself, first of all, mm -hmm. but to be real to yourself and act uh, without playing games and, you know, like uh, pretending That's... that you're something you're not, or you're not feeling something, but you're acting as if you were, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this kind of things, uh, changed for me so i'm not doing this anymore yeah that was, the, yeah. That was, that was a big thing was um with, with anthony and i are working on we're working on on our second course and this course is basically about stop lying to yourself like and then and then when you stop lying and then you stop lying to other people because it, it really the hard part is to stop lying to yourself to start the process of not lying to other people and just telling them the truth all the time suddenly things just start working for you like it, like you say i'll be there at six and you show up at six. That's why I was so frustrated when I, I, I had to miss our, our, the first time on the podcast because I just started this process of not lying. <laughs> I was like, I just I fucked up. Ah, damn it. Um, yeah, it happened to me too. It's... Yeah, I know. That, that made me feel much better. I was like, and then Anthony tried to cancel and I, I was like, I like, no, we can't all three of us blow out yeah. this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm going to tell you. So also cool. about coming back to this Anthony's question, mm -hmm. uh, that's just the beginning, you know, this meditation. Oh, okay. To keep the thing, uh, you know, like around you all the time, you know, remind yourself, get rid of the garbage, embrace what you love and then what you like from that experience. But then there is the second part. There is this crazy corporate life that I'm in mm -hmm. and I have to go to, I mean, I don't yeah. have to, but I'm going to work. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, there is like this standard things are happening there and, you know, there is politics, there is like a lot of nonsense going on, people pretending, being something else, doing mm. some games and, you know, so you see that. But then I decided I'm not going to play this. I'm just going to be myself. And if people ask me a question, I'm going to give them direct answer from what I feel. And it's going to be real. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, if this is, people is just going to be fucking shocked. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, I don't care. You know, let's see what happens. You know, because I'm, I can't be, I just can't do this anymore. I just can't be uh, lying to myself and to mm -hmm. someone else and pretending something and not going deep in a conversation. I can't, I can't talk about this artificial, uh, shallow stuff anymore because to me it's just simply boring and I don't learn anything about the other person. I, don't feel, I, I feel like talking to a wall. Mm. And I know that I'm speaking with someone else. So why? And it's a human and it's a deep person. So let's explore, right? I'm not talking to a wall. And so I started doing this. Mm -hmm. So people, basically people at my work, 
I thought they're gonna just think that I'm crazy, but mm -hmm. some of them probably do, so they're filtered out. But many of them actually opened up to myself. You know, they, we went deeper. We started talking about things which are like just uh, super deep about their past, how they feel, what you know, what's going on in their lives. Uh, you know. Um, experiences with psychedelics for example mm -hmm. uh, experiences with you know like with their families how they feel about their relationship with their mother father girlfriend you know what do they like to do in their lives you know all of a sudden the conversations are not about the weather anymore they are not yeah. about what did you do last weekend they're more like deeper we connect you know and the people who appreciate that they stay around and they know that I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm, I'm just like what I feel about something. So if they come up with a discussion about, let's say, food, you know, and what's healthy, what's not, I'm going to give them my honest opinion <laughs> without like filtering politically that something is maybe not nice to say or, you know, like people, like 90% of people think like that, so it's safer to go for that answer. I'm just going to give them what I feel. And if yeah. this ends up to be controversial, ends up to be causing someone to have like crazy feeling, bad feelings, it's not my feelings. I'm just opening up and showing what I think. And please, I'm also open to listen. So yeah. if you want to change, uh, if you want to express your, um, uh, your emotions and your opinion, I'm open to listen. You know, I'm just not going to uh, accept it like that as an answer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to discuss. I'm going to go deeper. So what I notice is all of a sudden you have like much less people talking to you, but the conversations are fucking amazing. I start to enjoy that, you know? Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing about that is, um, well, there's a couple. So first of all, the, the, the thing that I say that, that shocks people um, it, into getting into this mindset of telling the truth is it's like when a girl asks you, um, who's a bigger girl, and she asks, does this dress make me look fat? And you say, no, it's your fat that makes you look fat. And I would never say that to, to a woman, but the idea is to get into that, that mindset. And the whole reason to get into that mindset is so when you do compliment somebody, when you do say, hey, that was really awesome, they actually believe you. And they say, that means a lot coming from you because they know that you always tell the truth. And so it's like when you give them advice, they, they know that you're not like trying to, like you say, play games. There's no game playing here. Like you, I'm going to give you exactly what I mean and, and, and how I say it. And you're going to really appreciate it or you're going to get insulted because I said something that you needed to hear. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and, um, yeah, so I love that you're doing that. And, and it, I'm telling you those conversations on, only get better as, as you get deeper as a person and, and you just, and, and you just like, like it, you, you realize that, that, that each human that you talk to who wants to engage in that stuff is literally limitless and, and you just keep going in deeper and deeper and, and stuff. And, and you just really make good connections and it, and it really matters. And, it, and it's not the house, the weather. I, I can't stand that. <laughs> You're right. I, I made a joke about that once to a girl and, and she was like, she was like, well, actually, I really like the weather. And I'm like, I'm like, well, you know what I meant, right? And she's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, let's actually talk about the weather. She was like a, a part-time meteorologist or something. And like, we really got into it. So it's like, it's like if you can make what, how's the weather going and make that into an interesting conversation, then you're, you're in a good place. You're with yeah, sure. It just, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad topic to talk about, but it's just <laughs> like a, a topic that uh, it, in that setup, in that settings, you know, it's it, just something that people do un unconsciously. And then just like, there is like nothing like. Exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, so, but if you consciously speak about it and you're actually interested in it, oh, yeah, perfect topic to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, this yeah. is part of the, the process of... of it's part of the process, you know. yeah. So like just being real to yourself and feeling free. So one of the emotions that I got from the... Uh, uh, San Pedro actually and sweat lodge because we also did sweat lodge oh. which was a crazy story actually another one crazy yeah, tell story. Us. yeah tell us that story okay so I tell you just I try to make it I mean really just shorter but uh, <laughs> so we had a ceremony in a sweat lodge so sweat lodge is basically like this little uh, tent uh, where they put like uh, hot red red stones uh, inside and put water pour water on it so it becomes like a sauna, but it's a very hot sauna. It's like, I would say 10 times hotter than the regular sauna. And you stay there, stay there for, for a while with door closed, so it's pitch black inside. And the shaman would be there, would be singing and uh, putting this water on the stones. And you would be just sitting there and meditating and uh, experiencing San Pedro. And this uh, symbolizes like a new birth because you, you actually entering the, the sweat lodge is like entering the womb of mother earth. And when you leave it, it's like, you're going to be born again as a child of the, of the planet of the mother earth. And, uh, you never know what happens in the mother, in the mother's womb. <laughs> so, uh, for me it was crazy because we had like four rounds. So it was symbolizing four months of pregnancy of mother earth with you as a baby. So round one, was pretty easy for me. I was like, hey, I can handle this. You know, it's pretty cool. You know, like I had some emotions, uh, especially related to like my childhood. And okay, it was pretty cool. Round two uh, was also good, was much stronger, but I was like, hey, I'm, I'm handling this. I'm, I'm having it under control. I can breathe. And then the third round counted. <laughs> and, and the shaman says, okay, now prepare for the power round. It's like the most intensive round of all and uh, yeah just uh, be conscious of it and whatever you experience now just take it as a teachings and i'm like what the hell is he talking about i mean it's like okay and uh, so the power round starts and man i thought i'm gonna like i wanted to leave my body honestly it was so strong like in terms of like experiencing the temperature i wanted to like i lie down on the on the ground searching for some oxygen you know <laughs> and uh, yeah and while doing this i i gave up and i was like okay i'm like either I, i'm gonna die or i don't know i'm just staying that's, there and yeah. it's okay but then this took me into this meditative state where on san pedro i got i got some visuals so i i, I moved out of my body and uh, and i met my power animal again like power animal from like three years ago. Uh, and this was the dragon for me. I always have the dragon. Hmm. So dragon comes over to me and then he's like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he, he just enters my body and all of a sudden I feel like a dragon, but a dragon baby. And I start to experience something like my nature and like going through my life from when I was born till now. Uh, understanding how I function as a human is the nature of a freaking dragon. Like I, the dragon has this very strong skin, mm. you know, 
And uh, for me, it was, I mean, the spirit of San Pedro was explaining and showing me like, it's really hard to get to your heart. You have a big heart, you have a heart of your mother, you have a very emotional heart, but it's really hard to get that through the skin. Thick skin. But, yeah, through the thick skin, which is basically built to protect everything that's inside. Mm -hmm. So, but now you're like a young dragon, you're like in this womb being born, you can enter and you can see whatever you want. So I'm like, and anybody can see, like in the uh, sweat lodge, whoever is interested can see inside you. And, you know, showing me this, showing me like how I was, I was acting like, dragon is basically a combination of four animals, a lion, lion face, mm -hmm. uh, the, the claws of, a, of a, like a bird, like a, a eagle, for example. Okay, yep. Yeah. yeah, then you have the, the body of like a snake or some reptilian. And then there is like a, like a movement, a bit of a fish. So uh, I think something like that we read in a book of symbols was pretty interesting. And it was showing me yeah. like how each of this, how each of this, uh, you know, uh, combinations of the, of the animals was present in my life. And as I was growing, you know, it was also showing me how I can enter my power and understand that my strength and how others can connect with me and it was interesting what, uh, what what it gave me also it was talking about the the eyes or showing me how you can actually access your emotions and see yourself through the through through the eyes you know so if people really want to understand me connect with me deeply they would have to be able to keep eye contact with me really strong which is very difficult i must tell you you know i know from the experience yeah. <laughs> people find it very intensive and uh, for me it's not really a big deal because i think i have nothing to hide really so i can do that but many people just it's really difficult for them but then i know that it's like the only option to, to get to me you know it's pretty crazy and and the experience was like as i'm growing up as this dragon i <laughs> i stopped feeling as a human at some point of time, I actually believed I'm an animal. And uh, it's like an awareness of being something else than a human. And so the ceremony basically kept going and I was experiencing all this. You know, I was really feeling emotions of my parents, especially my mom, you know, connecting with emotional side of me, which I didn't expect from San Pedro because San Pedro was supposed to be giving me like confidence and you know yeah so i was thinking like why am i why am i experiencing all this emotional stuff but doesn't matter and then i was this dragon like growing the animal growing you know the round finished and then there was another round which was also pretty deep but then uh, to make things shorter i was leaving this maloka not knowing not maloka this this sweat lodge not knowing that i'm a human so <laughs> i just understood that i need to get bored so I had to leave. And as I was leaving, they have this, in the ceremony day, when you, when you get born by Mother Earth, so basically getting out of Maloka, the, the shaman or the son of the shaman or whoever is there will put water on you to simulate the like, waters of the mothers of birth. Mm -hmm. And then the guy puts it on me and I, I get out of there thinking I'm a fucking dragon. <laughs> And my first idea was like, when I saw the world, I was like, man, I need to explore this. I need to fly and there. 
and see like everything. And I started going, you know, like uh, I didn't think I'm a human. And <laughs> so I started going and then I was stopped. I think it was someone, I mean, I mean like, you know, one of the ladies, maybe they wanted to hug me because we were all after the ceremony experiencing these things. Everybody wanted to hug each other. And the moment she hugged me, I was like, wait a minute, no. I'm, oh, I'm not a fucking dragon. I'm me again, you know? Shit, shit. But then, you know, the feeling was still there. Like you're half animal, half human. And I felt like, like my hands were literally like moving crazy. I was really like, it's hard to describe when you're not feeling a human. That's crazy. And yeah, it's really crazy. And then I was like, oh man, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Uh, and... Uh, what the experience was, because we also went outside, we sat next to the fire. I was in a meditative state at that time. And I freaking understood like all my nature. And I understood also how uh, much power and confidence I actually have. You mm -hmm. know, something for which I came there. Like, like my intention from the beginning was to get the confidence, get the courage, get the, you know, to make decisions in my life, to take responsibility for my life fully to be free to be and i got this with this animal you know manifesting in me just showing me like you can you are free you can do anything you want you're a fucking dragon man you can do you're powerful you what does it mean you cannot take decisions you can you just like nothing can really destroy you you understand your nature go and i'm like fuck you know i just shortly described this now but the emotional impact on me was just crazy i changed you know, after that, I was like, well, I can do anything in my life, anytime. And I don't have to uh, experience, like, <laughs> like w what does freedom mean to me? It's like, I am free. It's not that I, I have to gain freedom. I, I am free. Like, whatever I decide from now on is my decision. If I don't yeah. want to do this, I'm not going to do this. If I do want to do this and I have an idea why I'm doing this, it's my decision. I'm free. You know, so the end of this was absolutely mind-blowing to me because, you know, you understand that at a very deep level, everybody on this planet is really free. Mm -hmm. We just don't take this freedom and don't, like, most of us don't do anything with it. We think we're dependent for someone on something or, you know, there is not true. You know, so, um, yeah, pretty intensive. And now when I go to work, I remember this experience. You know, I remember who I am. I remember that I'm free. And whatever happens there, you know, I'm like, well, if somebody wants to judge me, pff, uh, okay. If somebody wants to, has a problem with me or something, pff, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I'm there because I want to be there. If I don't want to be there, I'm going to change it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm doing this job, okay? I take some responsibilities because I want to, because I maybe still want to, uh, which I probably don't, so I'm already planning to, to leave. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm also responsible for all the actions that I'm doing. You know, it's like taking this fucking thing and uh, this experience from ayahuasca and, uh, and San Pedro and implementing it in your life and seeing the power of it you know uh, being at the corporate world for me now is like a, like this environment where i can test the things that i learned about myself and see what i can do with them 
So it's hard not to not to remember. <laughs> well, that's uh, I mean, okay, so it, you, you hit a bunch of, of really big deals for me because um, first and foremost, you know, I study a lot of uh, mythology and, um, and then on top of that, I do take psilocybin relatively, really, probably like once a month. And um, one of the beauties of psilocybin is that it convinces you that you're going to die. And that's part of the fun of it, if you want to call it fun. And so when you're talking about this, this process where you were literally just trying to look for air and then you go, well, I'm like, you, you had this thought where you're just like, if I die, I die, you know? And then once yeah. you have that, it's like, and then you, the rebirth process begins and, uh, mm -hmm. and you start seeing the, the things that you need to see. It's like, you're fighting this, this, this thing that it's going to happen to all of us, you know, what's there to fear, but it's like, you, you still have it in your head and then you, you get to it. And once you let it go, that's when all the fun happens. And, um, and then, then you become a dragon. Uh, on yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody has their spirit animal. And so, for example, for me, it's this dragon. And, like, okay, it can be huge on the ego when people hear, like, oh, it's a dragon. <laughs> yeah. But Anthony actually, would love it, by the way. Anthony's spirit animal is dragon also. <laughs> oh, wow, cool. <laughs> yeah, My, mine's a so, heart. What is it? Uh, a heart, which is a, a stag or a deer. Oh, so wow. Big antlers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, but continue. Sorry, I was just letting you know that that we're not we're not judging you. <laughs> no, no, it's like uh, I I accept the dragon. I'm really happy with it. It's just like uh, it's a, it's it's just really hard to fight your ego then because when you see this animal, <laughs> fucking amazing, and you're like you're reborn as it is. So like, whoo, man, that's really <laughs> cool. And uh, but honestly, I was speaking about this with my with the the second shaman, and he says like. Man, every animal has like something special about it and it also shares other animals with you. That's why we have the totems where you have like an animal on top of the other animal on top of the other animal and then you have something else. In the end, I don't remember exactly what he was saying about this, but he said like one animal doesn't mean that you just have one animal and there is no others. They, they, it's the primary one which will be always with you and, but he's going to bring you the teachers, the other animals as well. So mm -hmm. you may experience on your path also uh, animal teachers, which are not dragons, you know, but they will not be your primary one. The primary one will always be the dragon, but still there are lessons to learn. And all of the animals are very powerful. And his spirit animal was a butterfly. Imagine oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> and when you look at the guy, I was like, man, you are like a fucking butterfly. This is the because, guy that, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, yeah, I that's, that's the <laughs> entrepreneur. That's the entrepreneur. Yeah. Channel. So, so that and makes I'm perfect like, sense. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. It made total sense. And such a gentle person and, you know, uh, unbelievable transformation that he mm -hmm. had in his life. Plus turning into this gentle, amazing being, which can touch you in a special way. You know, like it just all comes into one place. You're like, wow, this is a huge power. This is something that I, for example, uh, don't see me doing at the moment. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not gentle. You know, I'm not. I need to work on this. Yeah, but for him, it's so natural, unbelievable. And I definitely this teaching of his, like telling me about him being butterfly, was uh, like enlightening to me to see the powers that you know. All the animals are different, you know, and they can teach you so many different things. And uh, basically, they are there because this is what you need now most. 
and we should appreciate them all and it's pretty cool yeah that sounds like awesome dragon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i mean uh yeah uh, dragon's a good one um I can always uh, I, I can always pull up some some symbology of, of negative aspects of the dragon if you mm. if you if you'd like me to knock you down knock your spirit yeah. animal yeah I think I, I read something about it but yeah go Just ahead share, share. a little bit of, a little bit of a hoarder mm-hmm. <laughs> hoarding hoarding gold is a symbol for for hoarding knowledge and uh, and so it's just something once you're aware of it then then you know you just gotta I mean you're sharing so so you're 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 not being affected by the negative aspect of it. Uh, I think I am. I am a sort of a hoarder too. Yeah. I don't, yes, definitely. Okay. I am affected by this. Yeah. <laughs> and nice that you're saying that because this one I didn't read about. So, uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what the that that that's what the whole and then they're always the ones um, that has to be conquered from the damsel in distress. They're always stealing away the the divine feminine from the uh, from society, and uh, it's always up to the man, to the masculine, to free free the uh the divine feminine from the the clutches of the terrible terrible greedy dragon <laughs> uh-huh, all right cool. <laughs> that may be the case yeah <laughs> now you know okay i'm looking for some feminine yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. yeah i i mean i over the years you just uh when when you try to understand the language of symbology you just you bump into so many different contradictory things and you you just have to accept all of them and then you just go well i'm just gonna remember that and then just annoy somebody with it later on <laughs> all right no that's good thanks for sharing that's that's very nice yeah no problem yeah i read, yeah, I read other aspects of dragons which are not so not so cool but in general yeah no it's yeah good. it's like i mean you can't beat it you know the dragon's the coolest mm-hmm. one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's how it is you know i always remember the things and it's not going away. And we are also sharing our experience. We, I have a group with, uh, like WhatsApp group with the, the friends that were there. Mm-hmm. Now they're like my brothers, basically, because we got reborn together. Together, yeah. Yeah, so we really feel this brotherhood and it's pretty crazy and intensive. So no secrets, really. And Good. Uh, so we share. And we share the experiences from our life, like day to day, nearly, like how do we change our life based on what we experience with ayahuasca you know what's going on you know and in our lives and then why and how we feel and what's changing and where we want to go and uh, so when you read, read these updates like every day from the guys it reminds you also of oh shit you know i also learned this stuff and i i just didn't pay attention to it today so That's but i good. will yeah so it reminds you yeah and the guys are changing like crazy so <laughs> they're not the same people i knew before we went to ecuador so uh, it's awesome. pretty intense yeah it's good well the reborn process rebirth process but uh um so last question and then and then i gotta get out of here but um mm-hmm. so you if you had to choose um which is better the uh uh ayahuasca course um or speak to inspire uh, ayahuasca course hmm, or speak to inspire yeah definitely ayahuasca <laughs> yeah there's no no question <laughs> really <laughs> definitely man yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. interesting one though yeah 
But you know, like uh, I read recently in a book uh, about freedom. There is a book how I found freedom in an unfree world. It's from the 70s, I think. The book I forgot the author, but he says something about this. Uh, how do you meet people or souls that vibrate at your vibration? You know? Like which are the most like related to your vibration, so you feel good around them and you feel like they're. You know exactly you need more people like that you do this by going to the places which you feel like going to so for example speak to inspire right mm -hmm. i felt it honestly i felt that i want to go there and i want to do this course and because it's going to improve something in me i'm going to be challenged and i love challenges i'm going to be challenged this will force me to go out of comfort zone and i'm going to grow and this is something that i love so i'm going to go and the kind of people I met there, like you, Anthony, and many others, are exactly similar in this aspect, you know? We want to be fucking challenged. We want to build things. We want to create things. We want to, you know, grow, you know? And that connects us, and then we, we are around our soulmates, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, this is just crazy. And I find this cool. So ayahuasca and speak to inspire. Uh, <laughs> I think they, this is the place where you're going to meet people or they vibrate at your, your frequency. And both of them are good. You know? But in terms of experience, definitely ayahuasca will, uh, will be much more intensive, much more challenging mm -hmm. and uh, reality shifting than speak to, to inspire is much lighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the aspect of, I mean, when I tell people, it's like, like I take psilocybin so I can get that experience of, of feeling like I'm going to die. And, and they, they're like, why would you want to have that experience? It's like, it's the challenge, you know? It, it, mm -hmm. I don't experience this in my life when I'm sitting in front of my computer 12 hours a day. Like, so I don't, I, you know, so I just, you, you just need that every once in a while. So I think that- Why, I, do, you, why do you think I'm doing the day game? It's a big fucking challenge for me too. <laughs> is to it still a challenge for you though? It is, you know, I mean, uh, it what? maybe became less of a challenge, but mm -hmm. still, you know, uh, I still uh, hesitate, you know, I still see that uh, uh, basically, I don't know, like I, can, I cannot, no, I still experience emotions when, for example, someone ignores me. <laughs> I still don't, don't feel like, you know, ah, whatever, you know, I, there is still something in there and I love it. I enjoy it. This is crazy. I, I enjoy something which uh, people in the dating community would call a rejection. I enjoy it because this is where I learn about myself. Mm -hmm. This is like, why do I feel bad now? You know, what the hell? Because she ignored me. She didn't even, you know, give me enough attention to, to admit that I'm there. You know, why do I feel bad with this? Uh, and then, you know, you can process it and you think like, oh, because maybe I'm still not fully loving myself. I'm still, you know, uh, seeing some problems with myself, maybe. Let's look into that, you know, and then <laughs> meditate on that. And then you see what it is. And you're like, fuck, this is amazing. I need to do more. <laughs> because it's I'm going to learn. Yeah, it's, uh, I would say approaching is, is up there on, on one of the, the top things that you could do other than probably fighting in terms of mm -hmm. raising your consciousness because the feedback that you get immediately it's like you after 30 cold approaches in a single day and and you get nothing like you really have to take a long look in the mirror and it's the same thing after a fight after you get your ass kicked you're like you're like yeah that, that fight, I, I got in a fight and it was my fault 
I should have done that. And and yeah. at least with a with the approaching, you know, it's it's only mental injuries. It's not yeah. physical. Um, but but yeah, they they'll they'll let you know if there's if you're doing something wrong. Plus, also you know, I always justified uh, nasty blow like one ones where I'm getting ignored, where the the girl this girl definitely just doesn't want to talk to anybody right now, and that's totally fine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's just, yeah, I look into more into myself. I know that it's her problem. I know it's like people have different stories, situations, mm. don't feel good at the moment or something. But yet I get the feeling and now like, it's my feeling. What the fuck? <laughs> like, why the, yeah, you know, I need to understand it now. And I, I find it uh, very interesting. And all the women are different as well. So you may approach uh, three, four people during the day and they will be different. They will challenge you at different levels somewhere else, you know, and it'll be like, okay, cool. That's stepping out of the comfort plus learning a lot. And you know, so it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I think um, go. going, going back to the, to the truth telling and being real and everything, um, that's like the number one thing. Everyone says like, oh, it's confidence that, that women like, it's humor and stuff. Don't lie to them. And, and I think I'm going to make a, a course on, on not lying to women. Because I Good feel point. like, because that, that's where all, the, all these pickup people are always asking me questions like, like, what do you say in this situation? And every mm-hmm. time I'm like, just tell her the fucking truth. It's like, mm-hmm. this guy comes up to me. He's like, he's like, the girl said that uh, I was having a good time. And then the girl said that, uh, that she doesn't date bald men. And I'm like, one, that's a shit test. But two, tell her how mm-hmm. you feel when you say that. Like, like point it out. Be like, hey, that, that's kind of rude. Like, why would, mm-hmm. I, I'm talking to you because I want to I wanna be in a relationship with you. So if you, if you don't want to because I'm, I'm bald, then okay. Like, yeah, exactly. There's another girl right over there, you know? So. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree. Also, in terms of like, for example, at the moment, I don't want to be like boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't want to have boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, monogamous relationships. And the girl, girls often ask, you know, they, they're pretty open about this. Like, well, like why, why are you here? What do you want? You know? And I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to go straight and, you know, tell her what I feel. You know, what, what do I feel? Where am I right now? And directly risking that she may say, oh, it's not for me. Bye-bye. And, yeah. uh, but I find it so liberating and so cool to see that you also get answers from the girls like who who are very curious about it. You know, they they would be like, "Oh yeah," and uh, how does it work for you? How do you, you know? And they want to know more, and then they don't completely reject you. They actually accept the idea, and sometimes even say, "You're right." <laughs> you know, I'm not doing this, but actually, I totally agree with you. And you know, see, so it's not that it's something wrong. You just see this world is full of options, full of different opportunities full of different mindsets. Everybody's different. You can't judge people by your own real like opinion, how you see the world, because they see the world probably differently. So, you know, go there, explore, see, uh, present yourself, see, maybe they, they agree on that. Maybe they have a different, maybe you can uh, learn something from them. It's, it's, I find it fascinating. But being real and being real with yourself is, like you say, is the most amazing thing to share with other humans it just makes you know, life so much easier <laughs> it makes your life so much easier you don't have to pretend you don't have to lie it's like you're just you <laughs> yeah. yeah and you allow yourself to uh, also say stupid things make mistakes and then you know if you make it and you feel that it's a mistake or something bad, you you simply you deeply from your feelings you may apologize or whatever and it also feels different because you know you feel it ah, okay 
Yeah, when you apologize and you actually mean it, it yeah. feels good. Like it, it feels amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Don't lie, everybody who's listening. That's, uh, don't ever lie. It's no point. You can be polite and nice. You don't have to tell someone direct truth in the <laughs> eye. You look fucking fat. You look like a fucking fat faggot. <laughs> don't, don't do that, you know? But you don't have to tell him you look great because that's a lie. Yeah. It's better to be quiet sometimes unless someone pushes you <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah the only reason why i brought up the fat makes you it's your fat it's because like you you want them because because people are so afraid to say anything you know and it's just like just say the meanest thing that you can think of call call a girl fat and it's like like now now you're in the mind space the headspace of, of mm-hmm. go and say what what you want to say and and don't fear um the uh the political correctness mob yeah you can also do that. You can go and tell the girl that she's fat, but then you have to carry all this. She's going to feel emotions. You're going to hurt her. Yeah. You have to take responsibility for your action. And yeah, but you're free to do whatever, I would say. Yeah. And, and it's I, choice, what you want. And, and I like your, your, your semi-definition of, of freedom, of like what it means to be free. Like, like we're, humans are pretty much limitless. And like the only limits that we put on ourselves is our beliefs and these kind of like lies that we tell ourselves and we let other people kind of get on top of us and everything and, and companies and governments and stuff, you know, the company that we work with work for. And um, yeah, you have the choice. It's on you. Be the dragon. Yeah. Be the dragon, be whatever animal you are. Just Mm -hmm. feel it. You know, it's nice to be an animal sometimes. (laughs) You, you would know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It feels good. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. So anything else, Adam, or um, this was about an hour and a half? Yeah, we always take our time, right? So Mm -hmm. no, no, I think it's great. Thanks for having me and, you know, having me express myself a little bit about the last experience. I recommend it to everyone to try this kind of things if they never did. You know, start with meditation, really feel it. Um, And then uh, don't be afraid of... uh, ayahuasca but have respect for mm, her don't don't uh, underestimate it and think it's some sort of a drug and you know it's gonna heal you and whatever and it's gonna give you visions uh no it's uh it opens your vision you have to have respect for her because she can also give you a beating if you're, <laughs> if you're a bad student so uh but don't be afraid you know if you have a uh, intention of actually healing yourself and you, you know, uh, and it's real. It comes from your heart. There is nothing to be afraid of. Same with San Pedro. And uh, these things are made for us, made for humans to, to experience. They're not artificially created by, you know, some corporations from some chemicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pure nature. And actually, there is uh, a lot of power in, in the nature. And... Ayahuasca is one of the ways to experience that power and to connect. Yeah. So highly recommend it. That's a good way to end. All right. Yes. Awesome. I'm I'm so I'm still so jealous. I, I yeah, you there. should you should have uh, you should have joined. They actually the Jimena, the wife of Santiago, she says to me like, and where is Justin? I'm like uh, you know, he took some mushrooms <laughs> and he's like, 
what do you mean? Like the Muslims guided him not to come over. So we got to risk, respect that. And she says like, but he paid, he paid the, you know, whatever you paid there, like uh, for booking, whatever fee. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I sent them an email and said, it's, it's, yeah, I don't mind about uh, yeah. giving money or donating money to, yeah. to these sort of groups yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, but she said like, but how, like, why, why? He should be here and so on. I'm like, I think you may see him one day. <laughs> you know, it's just not yet. You know? Yeah, it was, but, it was too soon. I couldn't, but uh, yeah. so I'm going to plan this one out and, and, um, and really um, make sure that it, make sure that I give myself 30 days um, before, like, because like I said, I was going from, um, I was on a film shoot the day before and I had um, almost booked my flight the day after like I, and when when I'm, I had to be on camera for for about 16 straight minutes where I'm like talking from a teleprompter and um, in you needed a couple of days to unwind after the, the, the 12 hours that I spent on on set uh, actor director and it was just wow yeah so I it was think a, I've seen some pictures did you share them on uh, Facebook or somewhere um, possibly um, I think I've seen I was wondering what the hell are you doing <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> it's coming out though, and, uh, and we're, I'm just trying to help people because here, the Anthony and I are working on on these courses to help people um, raise their level of consciousness. But when I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people are at the point in their lives where they're struggling just to make money. So it's like if you're working nine hours a day, there's no way that you're going to be able to work on consciousness, work on yeah. improving yourself because you're going to be so tired after working for you know fifteen dollars an hour. And then, so I started making this course with this other guy, basically shows people how I make money in the stock market, how, how to make money in the stock market. And then we got all these companies coming in and, and basically allowing us to promote them that, and we know that these companies are going to be winners. And so we, we follow them for a few months and, uh, and, and we make sure that all of our guys make money. And so they make the money and then we send them to the courses to improve themselves. So because the biggest issue is when you start actually making money is that you realize, you know, you make a million dollars and you realize that, that the stuff's useless, you know, mm -hmm. it's just a yeah. method. Yeah. It's just a method to give you free time to do the good work uh, mm -hmm. or the great work. And, um, and so yeah, I got this whole big thing going and I want to make sure that it gets super, I, I want to make sure it gets going and, and, and get people from, from being working hourly to uh, very conscious aware and also have an understanding of logic and, um, and, and you know the left brain stuff that that also gets ignored in in school as well. True. Yeah. Sounds amazing, man. Share it with me also. I want to see. When you Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I also find it exactly like you. Know, it's interesting with the, the money thing. It's like a distraction. You know, you like people are so distracted by this that they don't don't see the illusion. Actually, money is easy to make. I know, yeah, that's the... And, and, and you're just like, what are you doing? People, you know, it's... Yeah, just start doing the things that you want, you love, and this thing will come to you. You know, it's like, in one way or the other, you're just like, you need to believe in yourself a bit. Yeah. And explore, explore, open up for other possibilities. Exactly, you know? yeah. The money Get out will... of the fucking box, because the world is full of abundance and of everything. So, just grab it. <laughs> you just need to find one one dude who who's got money and you just pitch him an idea and 
nine times out of 10, I mean, I've, I've never had anyone just say, the only people who say no to me are, are people who don't have money. And then I find mm -hmm. somebody who, who's made money in the past and then I give them an idea and they're like, that's a good idea. Like here, go, go do it. And then, you know, they, yeah. don't, pay, they don't pay you until, until you get it done. And then, they, mm -hmm. then they'll take care of you because you did something for them without asking for money in return. Mm -hmm. And they love yeah. that shit. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's the way to go. I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, and even if you don't have much, there is abundance of places to live. Some places are cheap to live, some are expensive. So you can choose, you can win your time in many, many different ways. Yeah. Cool, man. Tell me something also. What, what the hell is going on in your life now? Oh, well, there's that. Um, yeah, I think I feel like I'm at the, the edge of a cliff. And um, I've been at this edge since, since Speak to Inspire. Mm -hmm. and i get inch closer and closer to it and i feel like on on 2019 i jumped over that cliff and i'm free falling i'm waiting for that that wind to come in and take me off um i quit i quit all porn i quit masturbating and and all and pretty much any negative negative things um and i wake up at four in the morning and i go to sleep at nine and um and, and anthony's there every other day like we to, to do meditation, breathing, Wim Hof breathing. Mm -hmm. And then um, I completely changed all my workouts to like just 15 minutes every other day. And the amount of muscle that I've like added to my body is like, I, I'm almost like pissed off at myself that I spent so many hours at the gym. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I was overworking out, like my, my muscles never needed all that workout and stuff. And then, but like with the, um, the work stuff and being on camera all the time and everything has just been, um, uh, the, the growth has been exponential and, and being on set and being like the best person on set and everyone being like, wow, you're really good. Just like, it just felt like I, I'm, I'm doing something that, uh, nice. yeah, I'm not just making money and then going home and masturbating, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, sounds good. Sounds very good. Yeah. A, sounds really good. So you're yeah. making some big changes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anthony and I have our second course coming out called, um, uh, not exactly what we're gonna sure what we're gonna call it yet, but it's basically just truth. Just what is truth? Um, how do? And, and a lot of it is is about you know dealing with social media and and I, I see a lot of people losing a lot of energy um, mm -hmm. from getting into political arguments and stuff. And and I can teach them some little tricks about how to not get swept away by that stuff because you you just see the lies. And then once you start seeing the lies that everyone is saying. Then, it, then you're, you're, you, you kind of just walk through life like a, like if I feel like a, a God, I just go, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. It makes, you, it makes you appreciate people who tell the truth and it makes you really not appreciate politicians because they just, they, they can't help it. They just, they, they, they have a, a thing that they want to say and, and um, it, it's just a, a major issue right now. Yeah. I, I can uh, relate to that. You know, I don't have TV. I don't watch politics mm. i don't care about it to be honest for me just like if it's not something that i can influence in any way like why fucking bother I mean, well you can like the politics yeah I, mean, I, I can't yeah you can I, every person that you talk to, to. Ah, yeah. but i mean like on tv the stuff you know people worry about people worry about what the politicians are saying right mm -hmm. i mean the the fact that they worry you know uh the, the feeling of worry that is trying to 
that comes to the people when it comes to me. I'm like, it's not, I mean, it's not something I really need to know or I'm interested in or I can change. So I, I don't care. But uh, you're right. Like if you see other people getting that feeling and then reacting to it, what you can do is you can help them not care too. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much um, that's where we're at. Is is explaining to people to to stop caring. So <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> nice, good mission. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And, a lot of that goes into uh, what we were talking about with uh, not lying, having good morals basically is what, is what that means. And just realizing how much of an issue that is because there's really only a few things in life that, that are like wrong to do, like murder, rape, uh, trespassing, stealing from somebody else. Um, one of them is lying. And it's like, like, we do this one all the time. Like, what if we just stopped lying? What would happen to your life? And um, it completely changes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You start. You appreciate that you are uh, the only the the unique uh, element of this world. You know. So when you start lying, you lose this uniqueness. What's the fucking point? That's you know? true. Be you. Be you. Be unique. That's awesome. You know, there is no one else like you. So just be it. You know, that's the most beautiful thing you can do. Yeah. Otherwise, you just take. Trying to be, why do you try to be something else? You're a (laughs) limitless being and you're trying to be something else. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even for the left brain, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's a (laughs) simple reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, Adam. Let's finish it up. Yep, couple couple months and we'll do it again. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Why not? If you want to hear me, probably there will be some changes in my life in a couple of months. That's, I kind of want to make this into a, um, an excuse to, to see you to be like, this is what ayahuasca is like at one month after. This is what ayahuasca is like three months after <laughs> and six months. And, and then good. In, a, in a year, you're like, you're, you're, you're just like, a, a, you're soaring through the air. <laughs> exactly. Like a flying dragon <laughs> <laughs> on another planet. Hey. I'm calling you from Mars. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing here, but. (laughs) Hey, look, there's Elon Musk. (laughs) Yeah, oh, look, he he got his rocket. (laughs) All right. Um, Cool, Justin, man. Nice talking to you. Really nice to see you, man. Yeah, I I appreciate it a lot. It means a lot. Yeah, for me as well. Yeah. Staying in touch is also awesome. Maybe we can meet somehow in Europe. This, yeah. this summer that that's my my goal is to take three months off I, mm-hmm. i'm gonna do south america and um in europe. europe okay i think i'm gonna be in europe for most of the time i don't know where but I yeah will. you're you're gonna do some traveling so i would, I would yeah. love to figure that out <laughs> cool man we stay in touch all right cool yeah definitely yeah so have a no what time is it your place 2 30 to 2 20 Okay, for me, uh, it's time to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so have a good uh, rest of the day and uh, talk to you soon, man. All right, talk to you later, Adam. Yeah. Ciao, ciao, Justin. Ciao. How, how do I stop it? I, I got it. I mean-